looking for trouble, you came to the right place. If you're looking for trouble, just look right Robert. in my face. <laughs> what is happening? Is yeah, this what you were just, Were you just like, it's like you were just doing this and like, Yeah, that's hi. what I do. Every so often I just pop up my collar and I'm like, it's Elvis time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Was that how you get? Oh, you probably have done that on TikTok. Yep. I have actually that particular song too. <laughs> okay. Awesome. We'll have to go. You really need to get on Smule with, uh, with Vern, our friend Vern uh, from, from Oxford. So I hear, although I do not know that I can afford any any more vices to be added to my addiction list. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good point. Good point. Just stick with TikTok. All right. Well, thought we would rant about the recent, one of the recent franchise or roundtables. We were, it was, I just feel like it was very energetic and there was a lot of good meaty uh, sort of topics subtopics coming out of the topic of economic current economic conditions and it's funny because i every week you know i'm trying to think like what what do people want to talk about like coming up with topics is kind of like scary sometimes because like what if i come up with a bad topic or or like do they want to circle back to some of the topics but sometimes it's good to just talk about current stuff and that i find those discussions can be quite good and so when i even like it's funny when you think back a couple of years and like we've had things to talk about with the economy for now, at least like two and a half years with the pandemic. Right. So initially it was like, how do you handle get helping your franchisees find financing? And then it was uh, employee shortages. And then, you know, anyway, it's been, it's been an ongoing thing. Right. So a lot of me thinks, well, what's the difference, you know, but then inflation is a big thing and people are struggling with costs and things, which we didn't even really get to. So it was interesting because I had a list of, you know, my usual questions, like I think maybe, I don't know, seven or eight questions. And we really just got stuck on the first one because it's a common hot topic of like uh, what's happening with the lead generation um, and and kind of, yeah, what's happening with lead gen as a result of the economic, the current economic conditions of, you know, high interest rates and people's fears about that and um, all that's going on. So I thought we could talk about a few of the key takeaways. Okay. You want to start with one that's something that stood out for you? Well, I mean, for, for the large part of the, listen, my, my background's in economics. This is, this is what my degree that's is. That's why I was glad you were there. Yeah. So <laughs> like the whole conversation, I was thinking like, all right, are we going to be talking about expansive monetary policy, fiscal policy, <laughs> adjusting supply chain? Like, this is what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> you were all excited. Like you showed up with a pop, pocket protector and your nerd glasses and you're like, let's yeah, go. With the tape right on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Hope you, know you weren't what? too let down. No, I'm never let down. Okay. Um, so, you know, somebody mentioned in the chat, and this is like a common phrase that everyone always says, you know, when there's, you know, when people are greedy, you should be fearful. When people are fearful, you should be greedy, right? And then JT gave a really awesome example of learning to surf in California, right? That the surfer, the, the instructor, instructor teaches you how to get on the surfboard when the water is calm so that you can ride the crest, right? They don't teach you how to get on the crest. And ultimately, you don't really know when 
important that crest is because if you got into the real estate market at the peak of the right before the 2007 2008 bubble you'd be thinking this is awesome i got in and then boom the next day you know the wave has collapsed so looking for um times when things are tough when everybody else is fearful that's the important time to get in and start building your business and you know sure like your mindset is going to be totally screwed up hearing everything that's going on on the political landscape and economic stuff and inflationary inflationary policies and things like that and everyone's got their own opinion but if you're able to block that out and just focus on your business running under the presumption that you actually do have a good business with great unit level economics or just business economics and a durable economic moat then you like can... like control v like your yes business. exactly like control v yeah um then then you can weather the storm, you know, um, and it's important to do that. I always think of the company like Procter & Gamble, like these companies make toothpaste and toilet paper, something that people need, regardless what the economic situation is like. So they've built that durable economic moat by the type of product that they create. Um, so I mean, that's that was what was going through my head. <laughs> Well, that's a lot. Okay. All yeah. So it started with like the surfing in California. Um, I, yeah, I like that. And I, uh, that kind of relates a little bit, maybe, maybe not, maybe I'm just making that up to my, one of my key takeaways, um, that, uh, Paul Pickett was talking about, which he talked about. I remember like when, when the pandemic first hit, he was one of the early adopters, the OGs at the, uh, AC roundtables, which we didn't even call that at the time. And that was that making sure that you have relationships with 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 your financial your lenders like your for your franchisees like it it's certainly great to use um, like a, a service that that works with the franchisee directly but to also have direct relationships with the lenders and and he said like he takes them for coffee he sends them flowers like he's constantly nurturing that relationship so that if he needs to tap into that um, you know at those tough times that he can. Yeah, that was actually a really awesome key takeaway because for the most part, people think that lenders are just kind of like, it is what it is. I plug the numbers into the calculator and if it works, it works. You know what I mean? So there's no need to build a relationship with a lender. I'll just send the franchisee there. I need to focus on building my relationship with brokers and consultants. But you could find a lead through any means that needs financing and sending them to a lender that is supportive because they like you is, is a good thing. Yeah, especially during uh, times when interest rates are high and maybe you can work a deal or something. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting is, um, you know, everyone wants to know what's happening with lead flow. And my key takeaway was that it, it, it well, it sounds like for a lot of people that spoke up, it's, it's down, but the leads are a little more qualified. They're a little more serious, the ones that are coming in, but not everybody said that. So I think, I think my key takeaway about that is that I think franchisors often are comparing apples to oranges when they're talking lead flow, because, you know, we have so many different types of businesses sitting at that round table, everything from like low investment, mobile service businesses or home-based businesses to, you know, full on brick and mortar, $2 million investment businesses. And I think there's so many factors and then seasonality and all these things that play in. But I think what happens though, is that we, as humans, we are, our nature is that we don't want to be like the one person that's having a, well, we want to know if we're the one person having the problem, then we know we have a true problem, but to be able to hear that a couple other people are dealing with the same issue. I think, you know, it's interesting because I feel like we could have just started with the round table with that and then predicted that, that we would, you know, there's going to be some randomness to what's happening with lead flow, but don't bank on any of it anyway, because you're fine. But well, you do want to look at what you're doing. And if you've changed something and it's not working now, obviously, but if you haven't changed anything, 
I mean, you always still need to refine, I guess, but uh, I think, do you, do you know what I mean? Am I making any sense? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. I was right. actually just thinking if I did a trade show in Boston in the fall and it was a terrible trade show, you know, I can't come to the conclusion that that organizer, trade that sucked. trade show organizer sucked or maybe Boston yeah. sucked or what, like there's other yeah. things. What if I did Boston in the spring and all of a sudden came home with so many leads, right? So when you're um, talking about the effects of lead flow on as a result of current economic conditions, there's so many things that factor into it. Like you said, there may be less leads, but there are higher qualified leads. So, um, I mean, it was good food for thought to kind of crunch through that sort of stuff, but it doesn't bring any conclusive arguments. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, we, we heard once again, you know, and we're hearing it with our clients and things that candidates are they're using the the current economic conditions as a, a reason not to move forward. But I mean, my question was, well, isn't that what they were doing? Like, they'll always find, I think, whether it's the pandemic, like whether it was, you know, the early stages of the pandemic or, um, you know, the 2008, or even if there was nothing going on really wonky in the ec economy, it's, well, I'm not right. Like there's still, there's always that leap of faith. So I think, you know, digging in and getting, surfacing, that, that was, I think, one of the things we talked about, surfacing those concerns as early as possible and seeing if you can address them and whether you can help them come around. Because if those are going to come out at the end of the process and you're not going to be able to get them to come around, then you wasted a whole lot of time. So um, yeah, what did you think of that? Yeah, knowing whether something is actually an excuse or if it's just a hurdle is important. I, I can't remember who said that on the round table, but it definitely wasn't me. It was like, excuse or an actual concern. Yeah. Like if, if a lead says, sorry, I can't open up your business because I don't have any money. Well, do you just write them off or do you say, are you open to a loan? And then they might say, oh yeah, okay. I didn't think of that. It's yeah. a hurdle that you have to overcome as a franchisor or friend of person. Yeah. But if they say to you, I'm really not ready and I'm I'm more comfortable in a job and all, and then you work through that. And that was another key takeaway was that if, if the lead comes to you through a, somebody that's in a career transition platform to be careful because if they're kind of being talked into the idea of looking at a business, they might not actually um, have the kind of the, the stomach for it. They might not, you know, they're, yeah, it can, it can go kind of sideways. Yeah. No, no, not always just to be clear, like that can for sure work, but just to be a little more cautious, a little more vetting. Absolutely. All okay. right. Well, I think we exhausted enough key takeaways for now and in, in this short period of time. Let's so you... wrap it up. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Go, Go be, be awesome. Awesome.